0: to memoirs noir i'm your host anthea nicole memoirs noir is a space designed for millennial women of color to share our experiences on everything from navigating the workplace healing childhood traumas and how we bloom in our relationships at the end of each conversation I asked my guest to reflect on her chosen topic and offer a piece of advice to her younger self. I ask this advice for you, listener, so you can walk away with valuable information to make bold changes for an impactful life. My guest today is the Global Benefits Director at one of the top software companies based in New York, a mentor serving Girls Who Code, and philanthropic girl boss, Cassandra Rose. Cassandra is a graduate of Pace University, New York University, and Penn State University. She is a daughter, sister, wife, mother, and my sorority sister. She's been featured on HR.com, the largest community of HR professionals, and was a recent guest on the podcast, Who's Who in HR. I've known Cassandra for 10 years, and I'm so honored to call her my sister friend. She is the type of woman we all need in our circle, an accountability partner, a prayer warrior, an encourager, and a truth teller. She has a passion for seeing women win and does everything in her power to ensure you do. Cassandra has taught me so much about life, love, finances, career advancement, and generally how to be a better woman. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you have your pen and paper. Cassandra, what do we need to know about the importance of why we should always negotiate?
1: Sure. Well, before we get into that, I just want to say I'm very honored that I get to be on your inaugural episode. I'm so excited about what you're launching and what you're doing and how this will just sow seeds that will grow into amazing journeys for other women out there. So thank you, Anthea, Aww, just for this Sure. And so I think even in you asking me to come on the show, right, that was a negotiation. You had Mm -hmm. to convince me of a premise that it was worth coming on to talk about something. And so that's what I really want to express today, that you should always negotiate because life is just that an ongoing negotiation. One of the things that I was taught growing up was to shrink myself. And mm-hmm. so what we think about shrinking is about, you know, don't be too loud, don't answer all the questions right, don't do a lot of these things. And not that my parents weren't into me achieving, they really were, but coming up in this day and age, or I should say, the, the late <laughs> 1900s, mm-hmm. women were still fighting for a seat at the table. In some ways, we've cracked that ceiling, but in some ways, we still have a very long way to go. And one of the ways that we can quickly help to close that gap is to learn that not only do we have our voice, but how to leverage it to benefit us.
0: Mm. So how do we leverage? What does, what is mm -hmm. leverage for us?
1: Yep. Leverage would be making yourself come first. A lot of times we think if we're, we're willing to negotiate, right? We're willing to negotiate how we go on a date. If a guy's like, hey, I'll take you to this restaurant. We're like, okay, we're going on a date. We'll let him take the lead. Or if we, you know, for those who have children, which I do, we'll think about school systems and we'll we'll negotiate like, my kid should be in this class or they should be taking this placement test. And we feel very confident protecting and encouraging and engaging when it comes to others. But then when it comes to us, usually we're last on the list and we just take the leftovers. Mm -hmm. And in some ways that martyrdom, is to be revered and respected. But in a lot of ways, the emptier you are, the less you have to give to others. So you would actually help everyone in your life that you love, that you care about, if you put yourself first in many of those ways. Because the more you have, the more you can give.
0: I love that. I think a lot of times, um, like you said, we are taught to put others first. And we don't know how to do that. And one thing that um, when you and I talked about you being on the show was you mentioned we should negotiate in dating. And I was like, how do you even do that? What what does that look like for you? The guy's like, do you want to go out? You just say, yes, I want to go out. Or when you're at work and your supervisor is like, hey, I need this done by 12 p.m., but you've got 50 million other things on your plate, how do you say, you know, I'm sorry, I don't think this is going to get done today?
1: So what we usually think about negotiations are those hard-hitting, winner-takes-all kind of negotiations where someone has to lose something and someone has to gain something. But we should take that away from us. Those are extreme examples. Negotiation is about us coming to a compromise, us both coming to a place where we're able to discuss our needs, Mm -hmm. figure out the resources that are available, and then walk away feeling like we both got something out of the deal. And so when you give that example of dating, uh, where someone may say, hey, I wanna take you out on this day for this thing. Hey, maybe there's a movie that you want to see, or maybe there's a new restaurant that you want to go to. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I checked out this new restaurant, I thought it'd be better for us to go, I can make the reservations because what's still occurring you're still going out on a date you're still going to eat food the shift has moved from what that person wanted which is just to have time with you to also what you wanted to go to this particular place so both of us benefit it isn't a winner takes all it's a we both win and so if that date doesn't go great hey at least you got to go to that restaurant now the example that you used about a boss Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're just not hearing the intent behind that. If your boss is saying, I need something by noon, they know that you're overwhelmed with other tasks that are competing. An easier way to negotiate with them would be, I hear what you're saying that you need this at noon. Could you tell me a little bit more about why and how I can prioritize that information for you? Because maybe they're just needing information and it doesn't need to be in a report. And what will take you you know, stopping everything else you're doing to focus on that is not the structure they need. So again, what is it that they actually need? What is it that you can provide with the resources you have of your time and competing deadlines? And how can you both walk away feeling like you got something out of that deal? So the conversation may go, you know what, I hear that you need something at 12. These are three other things that you need. Is it okay that I delivered those other three things later this week on a Friday? And setting those expectations so it's never this is not going to work or even apologizing so i love that you were like sorry i can't do this you don't need to say sorry because Mm -hmm. there's limited resources Um, one of my good friends always says you know god gives the same 24 hours to beyonce as he does to us Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so we're all limited by the same constructs there's no need to be sorry it's about being able to feel comfortable in what you have and what you can give to this world
0: I love that. And I love what you taught me um, a few years ago. Stop saying sorry. Use sorry for things that are very, very big in life. Don't use sorry for the small things because when you really need to be sorry for something, it, it kind of becomes invalidated at that point. So I feel, and I say that because I think a lot of times As I can only speak for a Black woman, from a Black woman perspective, we like a lot of times we do apologize when we can't meet someone's standard. In the conversation of always negotiate to make sure both people get the outcome and get what they need from the the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. How do you remove the word sorry?
1: That's a great point. I think we project what we anticipate the other person's going to say. Mm. And by saying sorry, you're assuming the blame to something that may not even be a fault. And one of the things that sorry does, it gives power to the other person, right? So that goes back to that extreme example of, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. So whatever you're going to task me with doing, whatever you're going to ask of me, I just have to cowtail to that. It gives the power away. Now, I'm not saying don't be apologetic when that's necessary. Of course, you should always do so, especially if you want to maintain these relationships, whether it be a good working relationship with your boss or with um, your partner. But what I would say to that is take the opportunity to level set. So we come to this point in our lives where saying sorry is almost like, excuse me, it's this involuntary thing Mm -hmm. that you just do. Mm -hmm. And so be... Be mindful of your words. Know that your power is in the ability to let people have choice. So the example that I used of your manager saying, I hear that you're saying, right, I'm hearing that you're saying you need something by noon. In order for me to have the power to deliver that to you, these other things must be deprioritized. I'm going to give you the choice of having these things delivered to you on Friday in order to meet your request of having this done by noon? Does that work for you? Because now I've given you a choice. I've given you power in the situation to make a decision. And that choice of saying, yes, deprioritize those things to focus that, or no, do everything, will help them to rethink, like, wait, what I'm asking for is not even practical. There is no way that you can deliver all four things by noon, right? So it, it helps level set. But if you just said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. What that person just heard is, I'm not paying attention to what you need. I'm not able to give it to you. And that's where the power dynamic shifts again. Mm. So that's why I think saying I'm sorry is actually a disservice to whomever you're saying I'm sorry to because they now feel like they have no option. That they are now in a bind because you weren't able to deliver. Whereas saying, this is what I can offer you gives them the power to make a decision. And again, both of you can walk away thinking, all right, you know what? We just need to rethink how we do work, or you're right. Let me let you get those things done on your time. Friday sounds good for me. Go ahead and work on this one thing by now.
0: I love that. So keeping in mind everything that you said today, if you could go back and talk to younger Cassandra, what advice would you give her? I probably would go back, honestly,
1: to single digit ages. Because I think that's where we form a lot of our fears of how people perceive us. Because if you think about it, toddlers, you know, they have this connotation of (laughs) being a little out of hand or out of control because they don't care about how the world perceives them. Mm -hmm. Right? They just do their thing. If they want to have that red lollipop, you know what, they're going to get it, whether they have to throw themselves on the floor or cry about it or, you know, ask grandma behind your back, which you will give it to, but that's a whole different topic, (laughs) (laughs) right? And then at a certain point before you're a teenager, there's this moment where you realize, oh, oh, wait, the way that I'm perceiving this world is important. I need to change that. I want people to like me. And maybe I need to change this about myself or that about myself in order to gain that attention. So I wouldn't use the words always negotiate because I think my eight or nine year old self would be like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. I think what I would ask myself is, what do you want, right? Do you Mm -hmm. wanna sit with those girls in that cafeteria because you want to or because it seems cool to sit with them? Do you want to date this boy because you like him or because everyone thinks that you two should be you know, crushes on each other. What is it that you want? We lose that some way. And that's where I think insecurities come from because we're nervous that other people are gonna figure us out because we haven't figured ourselves out. I think sometimes that's where imposter syndrome comes from because for so long we're just trying to meet other people's expectations that we don't even know if what we're doing is good because we don't even know if we know what, why we're doing what we're doing. And I think a lot of those things could be shifted away from society. If we started teaching young girls and young boys, why are you doing what you're doing? Is this what you want? And it's not to be selfish and self-focused, like you should always have your way. But what is your intent? And once you realize that, negotiation, again, is not a scary thing. Because my intent is to have a good time on a date. And I know that this restaurant experience may be bad, may be good, but I know that this is where I wanna be. And if you wanna be there with me, let's go. This is something good. And if we can approach the world that way, I think all of us would be better to each other. We'd be kinder. Because then I could say no and feel confident that that's not offensive to you, that's not to hurt you, but this isn't aligned with what I need. And it's better for me to tell you that truth upfront And just to agree to whatever and then just feel like I'm faking it.
0: I want you to know I've got my Oprah pose going on right now. You know, when she's intently (laughs) listening and she does that finger over her lip thing. (laughs) She's just intently listening. Yep, that was me just now. Love it. And that's
1: what I I would tell your listeners, you know, like I, I hope that you did get that pen and paper out. And if you just take one thing away from this conversation, And, Anthea, that's why I think your show is going to touch lives in such a profound way, is what is it that you're wanting? What is it that you feel that you want to get out of this life, that you want to provide to this world? And think about it. Not in a, like, you know, I want to be a millionaire or anything. Like, what are those things that make you happy, that make you want to get out of bed? And then actually plot your journey on how to get there. I'm not telling you to go be, you know, the highest influencer on in whatever social media platform is trending this week. What is it that you want? How can you get there? And how can every relationship, every person you meet, every resource you have be leveraged to help you get to that end point? And that's what negotiation is. It's just being able to go, I'm at point A. I want to get to point B. How am I going to get there? negotiate
0: always and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls there really is nothing more to say i really hope you all had your pen and paper if not go back and listen to this episode listen to it until that message sticks with you and you can implement that in your daily life because remember we're leading bold and impactful lives We're not going to be wallflowers and we're not going to simply make it through life. We're going to leave an impact. Cassandra, thank you so much. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people follow you on social for more of these gems?
1: Sure. So I actually have recently launched my own personal brand where I'm telling information about HR for HR professionals, but honestly, for anyone who has a job. I want to make sure that people understand their rights, what they're eligible for and how to best leverage benefits and everything that HR has to provide you in your employee journey. Mm -hmm. So you can follow me at MS, that's the letter M and S, Cassandra Rose at Instagram, on Twitter and find me on LinkedIn.
0: Yay. I'm so excited for this new project for you. It's going to be so great. So excited. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Memoirs You Are. I hope today's conversation has sparked something in you, and you take the steps necessary to make changes to your everyday life. If you need more inspiration between now and the next episode, be sure to follow me on social media at BNV You'll find me mostly on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Memoirs You Are for behind-the-scenes moments episode announcements, and more. Don't forget, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. Oh, and share the podcast with a friend or two. Episodes air Wednesdays at noon.